Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome once again to worship here at Trinity. It's good to be with you all again in the Lord's house to worship, to worship together, to receive his gifts of word and sacrament that he has so wonderfully prepared for us. Let's stand together and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them today. Hey, I know you. Hey, Wayne. All right, so as our VBS students are making their way uh, to their seats, today is VBS Sunday, and so we have the great opportunity to hear them sing one of the many songs that they learned during this past year. Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer for this nice Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend, the Reverend Jake Slatton will deliver today's message. 
assisting in the worship services the organist Mrs. Susan Seniger and the acolyte Sadie Brown and Kai Brown. Today's order of service is at TrinityChrist.com. This broadcast is sponsored by Joe and Loretta Pennington. So yes, today is VBS Vacation Bible School Sunday. We had a great group uh, that was there during this past week to learn more about Jesus, more about his love for them and how he has fulfilled the law, the Ten Commandments for us. And they're going to be singing one of the songs today that they learned, they've been working hard on, and uh, I know that they're excited to be able to sing here this morning. Next announcement, Covered Dish Luncheon is next Sunday, July the 29th, following the church service. Please bring food to share, and then the quarterly voters meeting will follow that, so please join us. That's next Sunday. Mission and Evangelism are doing a food in-gathering today and also next week, July 29th. They have a table set up in the narthex in order to take donations, uh, in order to give to uh, families who are in need. Our adult summer Bible study is also going to be off for this week as I am going with our uh, high school youth to the Higher Things Conference in Lawrence, Kansas. So there will be no uh, Thursday night Bible study this coming Thursday, but we will pick it up again the following week. And then I was also asked to make sure, members, to please check your mailboxes uh, today uh, and every Sunday as there is important information in there as well. And finally, the nomination forms for next year's officers and committees are in your boxes. So another reason to check those. Please nominate anyone that you believe is qualified to serve, including yourself. Uh, And with that, let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today and for this morning. Thank you, Lord, for gathering us, for calling us here, Lord, in the name of your only begotten Son, Jesus, who has been crucified for us and also has risen again three days later for us. And it is on this day, the Lord's Day, that we are so very happy to be here to celebrate that and to hear your word spoken to us. Lord, now we ask that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship here. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. We make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of our God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Mighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our opening hymn is Thy Strong Word. 
page 578 in the Lutheran Service Book, verses 1 through 3. 578, verses 1 through 3. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. Enter not into judgment with your servant. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, you granted to your prophets strength to resist the temptations of the devil and courage to proclaim repentance. Give us pure hearts and minds to follow your Son faithfully, even into suffering and death. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is Psalm 26. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for your love is ever before me, and I walk continually in your truth. I do not sit with deceitful men, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of evildoers and refuse to sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go out and go about your altar, O Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. I love the house where you live, O Lord, the place where your glory dwells. Do not take away my soul along with sinners, my life with bloodthirsty men, in whose hands are wicked schemes, whose right hands are full of bribes. But I lead a blameless life, redeem me and be merciful to me. My feet stand on level ground, in the great assembly I will praise the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the gradual. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. For from him and through him and to him are all things. Special music today is by the Vacation Bible School Singers, Thy Word is a Lamp.
Thank you very much, singers. That was wonderful. Wonderful job. Uh, now, at this time, I invite all of the young disciples who are not already up here uh, to come forward for the children's message uh, given today by Miss Hansen. So come on up. It on? Yes? Okay. Awesome job, guys. I was so proud of your singing. I've been, we've been hearing that all week long, and it's just like ingrained in my brain. I keep humming it, and you guys did an awesome job. I'm so proud of you. Um, what did we have this week? Bible study. Good job. Vacation Bible School. And what was our Vacation Bible School about this year, Maddie? The Ten Commandments. Not nine, not two, not one, but how many? Ten Commandments. That's right. Who gave us those Ten Commandments? God gave us those Ten Commandments. And who is the man that he used to get those Ten Commandments to us? Moses. Very good. Moses. And we did bring him over. He's out there in the foyer. Um, Parents can come see all of the things that you guys made earlier. And and the uh, grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles and everybody can check out some of the stuff we made this year. But it was on the Ten Commandments. And Moses is the uh, person that God used to give the Ten Commandments to the people. Now, did God want us to obey those Ten Commandments? Yes. Yes. Did the people obey the Ten Commandments? No. See how good they did this week? They know all the answers. They did not obey the Ten Commandments. Does God still want us to obey the Ten Commandments? You are correct. He does still want us to obey the Ten Commandments. All those commandments were given to us for our life, first of all, to obey God. He wanted to see, are these people going to do what I need them to do? Are they going to obey me or not? And second of all, they're supposed to make our life better, right? If we don't obey those commandments and we do things like steal, what happens to you if you do something like stealing? Yes, you get in trouble, you go to jail, right? Right. We don't want to steal money or anything else, do we? Or you steal dollars. Yep, dollars too. We don't want to steal those either. There's a lot of these commandments on here that are really hard to obey. Now, we don't kill people, do we? No. Is that an easy one for us to obey? No. Oh, it's not? Oh, I hope so. I hope it... <laughs> Okay, I hope we can obey the one about not killing people. But one of the hardest ones on here is to not ever say anything bad about our friends or our family or each other and not to want everything that everybody else has. I want a better car. Darn. Am I disobeying one of the commandments? I am because I want my neighbor's car because it's better than mine. Is that obeying the commandments? No, because that's coveting what they've got. Oh, and I can't steal their car either, right? No, I can't do that either. So some of these, they're kind of easy for us to obey, and some of them are really, really hard. 
But does God want us to obey all of them? Yes. And if we don't obey them all, do you think we'll go to heaven? Oh, who said no? Who said yes? This is kind of a trick. Cohen? There's a way that we still get to go to heaven even if we disobey God and his commandments. What is the way that we still get to go to heaven? Maddie? Oh, through the waters of baptism and the word? What else? Cordell? Jesus. And, and um, what happened to Jesus? He did die on the cross to take away those sins so that we still get to go to heaven someday to be with God, right? Through the waters of baptism, through the word, through the forgiveness of our sins. Everybody say forgiveness of sins. Jesus forgives our sins. God forgives our sins because of Jesus. Are we supposed to forgive people when they do one of these commandments against us? Yes, we do. So I want you to really think about that today, about how you try to follow the Ten Commandments yourself, but you know that people around you are also trying to follow the Ten Commandments. And if they don't follow them, let's be more forgiving of each other, just like God forgave us through Jesus, right? Thank you all for coming today. Thank you for singing. Let's pray together. Dear God, thank you so much for the Ten Commandments that show us how to live. And thank you so much for your son Jesus, that he lived and he died on the cross for our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The epistle reading is from Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. This is the word of our Lord. Stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. 
Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. This is the gospel of our Lord. Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The texts for our message this morning is all three of the lessons that was just read from Psalm 26, from Titus, and then the Gospel, from the Gospel of John. And so you want to have those in front of you, uh, because we will be referring to those as we go along here this morning. And what we're going to be talking about today is what we learned in VBS this last week. A very important message that was centered around God's Ten Commandments, Ten Rules that God gives and that God gave and continues to give to His people so that we know what it is to live as a child of God. And we learned about several different stories and also different things in some of Paul's letters that talked about these Ten Commandments. And on the first day, we talked, of course, about the most important commandment, which is the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. And we learned how 
The reason why that commandment is the most important is because if we follow that commandment, well, in theory, the rest of them should be able to be followed as well. That if we love God above everything else, that if we do not have any other gods before anyone or anything else, that we, we will be able to honor our father and our mother, that we will be able to not steal, that we will be able to cover things, to want things that are somebody else's. But as we learn, we don't always do that. And we need rescuing from that disobedience. And we need rescuing from that sin. And so on the first day, with regards to the first commandment, we learned about the story of Thomas and how Thomas, one of Jesus' disciples, did not believe at first that Jesus had risen from the dead. And because he did not believe that Jesus had risen from the dead, unless he saw him, he, that also meant that Thomas believed that Jesus was not God either. Because, well, if he didn't arise, then he cannot claim, of course, to be God. But Jesus did arise, and he showed himself to Thomas and said, Here, put your fingers in my nail marks. Put your finger here in my side where the sword, I'm sorry, where the spear pierced me. Stop doubting and believe. And then it was Thomas's exclamation immediately after that, my Lord and my God. It was at that point that Thomas finally believed that Jesus is who he said that he was, and he continues to be he who he says that he is. So the first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. That was day one. And then on the second day, on Monday, we learned Psalm 26, verse 8, which if you see that there in your bulletin, it says, Lord, I love the habitation of your house. I love your dwelling place, O Lord. Lord o Lord, I love the habitation of, the ho- of your house and the place where your glory dwells. And we learn that in conjunction with the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And what the psalmist is saying in Psalm 26, verse 8, is that there is no other place that he would rather be other than in God's house, specifically with God's people. And we learned about how God's, God's house is not just this wonderful, beautiful church that we have, but whenever two or three are for and whenever two or three are gathered in his name. Because God lives here. He lives inside of us. He lives inside of our hearts through the waters of holy baptism. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And so we learned about how God wants us to to gather together under word and sacrament. How God wants us to recite these songs and these words and this creed that we are about to so that we can hear it with our, our own ears. Now, important that it is to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy because we love the habitation of God's house, the place where his glory dwells. And then on the third day, on Tuesday, we learned about a very interesting story with Jesus, about how when he was 12 years old and Jesus went to the synagogue with his parents. And while he he was there, he was still teaching, and he was still listening and asking questions, and his parents had simply just left him there. They didn't even know that he wasn't with them. 
And for the VBS kids, how many days was Jesus away from his parents? Do you remember? Shout it out. Four, right. He was away from his parents for four days. And his parents, who, if you have ever, uh, if you have ever as a, a parent misplaced your child, imagine being Mary and Joseph and you have misplaced the Savior of the world for four days. And so they go back to the last place where they saw him, and he is there, and he is listening, and he is learning, and he is asking all of these wonderful questions, and the people there are, are just amazed by these things that he is saying. And his parents, who are, just in, or who are just incredulous at this point, say to him, Son, why have you, why have you done this to us? Didn't you know that we were looking for you? And Jesus' response is so important and so telling about who he was, both as man and as God. He could have very easily gotten all defensive and said, well, you ninnies, I was supposed to be here. Didn't you know that? But he didn't. He simply said, well, didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? And then Mark records after that, that Jesus was very From that day forward, he was very obedient to his parents. And so it was in this story that we learned the the fourth commandment and the eighth commandment. The fourth commandment being honor your father and your mother. And we learned about how not only are we in this commandment to honor our father and our mothers, but also those who are in authority over us. They could be teachers or pastors or grandmas or grandpas or aunts or uncles or whoever it might be that we are to honor them. And kids, shout it out. Why are we to honor them? Because they are God's what to us. Do you remember? Somebody knows. I bet you that Maddie knows. Where's, Where's Maddie? That they are God's gift to us. God gives them to us so that they can show us how to live, so that they can give us an example of our faith. And so we learned that fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. And in in that same story, we learned about the eighth commandment, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, and how much more that that means, that regardless of what the situation is, that we should explain everything about everyone in the kindest way possible. So the fourth commandment and the eighth commandment. And then on day four, we learn Titus chapter two, starting at verse 11 through 14. I'm going to read that one more time. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us all, to, uh, to redeem us from all wickedness, and to purify for himself a people that we are his very own, eager to do good. And it was with these words from Paul that we learned the fifth commandment and the sixth commandment you shall not kill and you shall not commit adultery. And we learned about how even if we haven't ever actually killed anyone, that Jesus says that when we harbor hate or resentment inside of our hearts, that that is just the same thing. That you have killed your neighbor within your heart. And we learned about that. 
And we learned about how God wants us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and rather to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. God has a specific way that he wants us to live. And when we are tempted by those things that are outside of the way that God wants us to live, the response is very simple. No, I'm not going to do that. As a child of God, I am not going to do that. So we learned that on day four. And then finally, the fifth day, Thursday, we learned Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 11, which is not in your bulletin, but I am going to read that here for you. Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. We learned a song that, has, that, that goes right along with that verse. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all your understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. And so with these words from Paul, we learned about the seventh commandment, do not steal. And we learned about the ninth and the tenth commandment, do not covet. Do not want things that are your neighbor's. Or do not want things or desire things so much that, that, that it consumes you, that it consumes everything that you think about. Because then we have not only sinned against this commandment, but we have sinned against the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. Because as we talked about, God is a very jealous God. And he wants all of ourselves for himself. Every bit of us, all of our attention, everything that we think about, everything that we think, do, and say, he wants those things. And so Paul talks about being content, and he has learned the secret to being content. A few verses later, he tells us that. So not only are we to not steal, not only are we to not take those things which aren't ours, but also God calls us to be content in the things that we have. This, of course, goes right into Commandments 9 and 10. Do not covet anything that belongs to your neighbor. And Paul says the secret to not doing that and the secret to being content is knowing that Jesus is your Lord and that Jesus is your Savior. And that as such, he will provide for you everything that you need to support this body and life. So we learned about the 7th and the ninth and the 10th commandments on those days. And then finally at the very end when I had the opportunity to share some last words with our VBS kids, I wanted them to know one very important thing. That God has given us those, these 10 commandments. You know what? I'm just going to go get those really quick. That God has given us these 10 commandments Commandments. And this is the standard. It hasn't changed. The standard is still these ten 
commandments. And I said something to them that I think took the teachers a little bit aback at first, and then, of course, I explained it later. But what I said was very, very true. If you want to get into heaven, you've got to follow these. That's what God says. But, of course, we can't. And so that's why Jesus came. Because he is the perfect fulfillment of these. That every day we fail to live up to this standard. And God, in his great love for us, and I said this directly to them, God, in his great love for you, sent his son, Jesus, to be the perfect fulfillment of God's law for us. And he took all of your sin, all of your failures with with this standard, and he crucified it. And he said, now they belong to me. All of your sins belong to me, and I have crucified them there. They have been put to death, and you have come out washed, whiter than snow, pure on the other side because of my death and because of my resurrection for you. That if they didn't learn anything else throughout that week, they, they learned and that they knew that Jesus is their Savior. That's why you do vacation Bible school. That's why we have a Lutheran school. That's why we have this, this place and this church body for one singular purpose. That everybody knows, that everybody believes, that their faith is increased in the gospel. That Jesus came and he lived and he died, and he rose again for us. And so when God sees us now, he does not see how we have failed in these. Rather, he sees us as perfect, as dearly beloved children of the Heavenly Father, forgiven, redeemed, bought, paid for by his only Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended to heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. This next week, our Lutheran youth Uh, I'm sorry, our Lutheran Youth Fellowship high school group will be traveling to Lawrence, Kansas to attend the Higher Things Conference there, in which they will learn again more about what we just got done speaking about, about how much that Jesus loves them, 
and how he loved and how he loves them in so many different ways. And so we are going to spend the next few minutes praying for them uh, and asking God's speed and God's blessing to be upon them as they travel. So if you are uh, in the LYF uh, or also one who uh, helps with them, would you please come forward and stand right around the baptismal font here? And I would also ask that anybody who would like to, uh, to please come forward and we're going to lay hands on these folks to pray for them, uh, to pray for safety, to pray uh, for their spiritual well-being while they are there. So if you would like to come forward uh, and lay hands on them, please do so. You get, if you guys can gather in a little bit tighter. There we go. Perfect. And so we pray. O oh God, the life of all who live, the light of the faithful. We thank you for the blessing of this day, and we humbly ask for your protection in the days ahead as we travel. Bring us safety in the morning hours, care during the day, and guidance at night. Mercifully grant to us your loving kindness as we leave for Lawrence tomorrow. May the things we learn and meditate upon at higher things be well-pleasing in your sight. May our faith be increased as we gather with other youth from around the nation to sing your praises and to hear your gospel with our ears. Thank you for our church family who has made this trip possible for us. Continue to bless us as a church family as we seek and save those who are lost. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for coming up, and you can go back and sit down. As they are taking their seats, it is now time for us to collect our tithes and offerings. In the pew uh, to one side of you, probably on the aisle side, is a red sign-in book for members and guests. Please fill that book out so that we know that you were here. Those who receive it on the windows, please send it back to the aisle so that the top sheet can be torn off and that the elders can pick them up after worship today. We collect our tithes and offerings. of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. This radio broadcast was made possible and sponsored by Joe and Loretta Pennington in honor of their 50th wedding anniversary, dedicated to the glory of God. Church news, the voters meeting is next Sunday, following a potluck, which is right after the the church service. Please plan to attend. Also, nominations uh, 
the nominating committee will start meeting soon, so nominations are in order from the congregation uh, to serve God in various boards and committees. Forms are in the boxes or from the church office. Nominate yourself or anyone you feel qualified to serve. Men's Bible study meets at 6.30 each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several Bible, ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. LYF Bible study is Sunday evenings. For more information, call the church office, 235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Today's message is, You Feed Them. The speaker to Emeritus of the Lutheran Hour, the Reverend Dr. Ken Klaus. Every job looks like it's easy if you don't have to do it. That certainly was the case when Jesus told his disciples to feed the crowd. With no McDonald's in the area, they came back and asked Jesus how to do what they could not. We would be wise if we do the same. Birthdays, Nellie Stellwagen will celebrate 86 years of life on the 23rd, July 23rd. Robert Harris, 83 years of life on July 24th. We now return you to the congregation during the worship service. In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to be sure to remember to pray for. For those on our health list, from Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dotson, Elda Nelson, Bob Yelenick. Lorne Clybaker, Mark Felwalk, Linda Wee, Gary Magruder, Billy Voskamp, Thelma Barnes, Emma Conklin, and Nick Prater. Also for those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, for Nellie Estellwagen, who will celebrate 86 years of life on July the 23rd, and for Robert Harris, who will celebrate 83 years of life on July the 24th. Also for David and Jean Spray, who will celebrate 38 years of marriage on July the 27th. Please stand as we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Jesus, we thank you for a wonderful week of Vacation Bible School. Grant that the faith that was begun and increased, that it would bear much fruit for your kingdom. 
Thank you for Jesus, who is the fulfillment of the law for us and who has given us his perfect righteousness. Bless all families with your love and care, and may their faith in you be increased. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, with joy, the church continues to celebrate the resurrection victory of your beloved Son. Look in your mercy on all who have been baptized into his death and resurrection, and grant them grace each day to die to sin and rise to newness of life with him. Lord, in your mercy. King of kings and Lord of lords, to you we commend our public servants in this land. Bless and prosper them in their callings. Hinder everything in our common life that is against your will and establish and strengthen every good endeavor. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for all in Iowa and in Branson who suffer from a loss of property or loved ones. Grant to them an extra measure of your Holy Spirit that they may have the peace that can only come from you. Lord, there is much in this world that we do not understand, but thank you that you continue to come to us through your word. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of kindness, remember in in your tenderness those who are in need of his healing and comfort today, especially all those who are on our health list, and for all those, Lord, that have been named before you in our hearts now. By the power of your Holy Spirit, grant them grace to trust themselves entirely to your loving care. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week. We pray especially for David and Jean, and we ask that your love would increasingly shine in their lives together. In the days ahead, may they, may they, may they always grow in love and unity with one another. Lord, also for Nellie and for Robert, who have birthdays this week. Shower them with peace and happiness on this special day. And may that divine peace and happiness follow them the rest of their life. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Master, your beloved Son summons us to his table to partake of his body and blood for the forgiveness of sins, for a share in his own divine life, and for our everlasting salvation. Grant to us repentance and faith that we may receive this sacrament in a worthy manner into our abundant blessing. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. 
Hear us, Lord, as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and none of the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
promise sent forth by God's blessings. M643. M643. Please stand. Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. 
Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. The closing hymn is the last three verses of Thy Strong Word, hymn 578, hymn 578. pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on FreistatRadio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George. very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors today. Thank you very much for worshiping with us, and we pray that your time here was one that was blessed. Um, just a reminder that uh, there is no Thursday night Bible study this coming week, um, and also that the uh, covered luncheon um, and the voters meeting that follows that will be next Sunday on the 29th. Um, Fawn Hansen has some things to share with us.
While I'm talking, I'd like the, all of the teenager helpers and teachers that we had to go ahead and start coming on up. Don't be shy. Um, the Board of Ed would like to thank all of our helpers this year for another wonderful Vacation Bible School. We'd like to thank Pastor, of course. We'd like to thank Janelle Kleibaker for painting part of our sets for us. Um, we'd also like to thank Katrina, Jesse, and Will for their uh, work on the crafts. Where are you guys going? We'd like to thank June and Shirley and Debbie and Laura and Will um, for meals and their snacks, and those were wonderful. I'd also like to thank Shirley, Doss, and Amanda Manning for the music, uh, Miranda, Shane, for covering me for the Bible story and the registration, and also being a teacher in the bigger kids group. She kind of did it all for me. I was gone a couple days, and she filled in, and I appreciate that very much. Uh, Leanne Broderick also worked with the bigger kids with her um, as the teacher. Um, Vera, Ka- Hannah, Catherine, and um, uh, Jennifer also helped with that group with the thir- three-year-olds to the kindergarten age group. Um, Amber Carr and who was the... Makai was her helper, right? Nope. You helped... Sorry. Sadie. Sadie and Nevaeh helped. I didn't somehow write that down. But they helped with the first and second grade... Am I getting that right now? Okay, good job. They're right beside me. Um, All of our handy helpers, let me go ahead and list them off so I don't forget anybody. Raylan Yelenick, Danica Yelenick, Makai Claybaker, Gabe Evans, Nevaeh Bailey? Okay. (laughs) McKenna Schmidt, Michael Hesseman, Sadie Bennett. Who am I missing? Did I get y'all? Huh? Did I get everybody? I think I got everybody. If I didn't, please forgive me. I also would like to say a special thank you to each one of you who donated food items. Um, some of you gave us money as well to help buy the food and things for the week, um, and that helped keep our Vacation Bible School costs down. We appreciate you so much, and we appreciate every one of you who brought your kids to Vacation Bible School as well as singing today. I'm going to p- pass these out quick, and she's going to take a picture for me. If you guys want to give them a round of applause, that'd be great. Makai Kleibaker, I need you. Thank you very much, VBS volunteers and helpers. Uh, it was a wonderful week, and we are so very thankful for it. More and more continue to learn about their Lord and Savior, and that is the whole purpose uh, for why we are here. Uh, I pray that you all would have a very, very blessed week. Please continue to keep the high school youth uh, in your prayers as they um, travel to Lawrence tomorrow.